Greetings, everyone! That was a little loud. And welcome to uh, Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And I am your bottle of wine, Deep Till. Coming to us live from the void. Mm. It's clearer Things in there. have been a bit weird out here. I've heard tale of snow in parts, but I yeah. don't know if I believe it. Um... My monument to quarantine is filling out nicely. I'm what does that look like? Uh, so I essentially have taken a, I don't know, probably about three foot fake Christmas tree, and on all the branches I put the beer cans that I drink, wash out, dry, and put on them. A beer mystery. Yes, and then once it is done, I'm going to wrap lights around it as a monument to my time in quarantine. Do you take the full top off the can, or do you shove the branches no, in the tiny No, I hole? shove the branch thing, otherwise it won't stay. Oh, okay. Because you could take the top off with a can opener. Could, but then it wouldn't stay. This it way, actually it looks stays. really. It's like really strangely satisfying to take the top off of a soda can with a can opener. Like Still, I can't, I can't explain it. Would I know not what stay on the branches. I know, I know, so I get you. I feel you. I this feel way, you. it stays, and actually, it looks great. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm you very, could, very proud of it so far. You could post an image of it to our RWD Twitter. I will like, when it's done. I don't, I don't like things that are not finished being put out there. Okay. If you are new to the show, <laughs> Rolling with Disadvantage is our podcast where we argue, debate, and drink into the void. Drunkenly every day. About various I'm aspects not getting through this sober. D&D 5th Edition. Uh, feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Yeah, we're still live from quarantine. Yeah. It's been a time. It has been, um, I, for one, have saved oodles of money. I think most people have, and in addition to that, our fake government money came to, starting coming to people this week. I have not gotten mine yet. Yeah, some some people we know have already received it, um, but yeah, we, I, we go grocery shopping I instead of eating issues, out. Because I've checked online, and they have, like, no record of me or some shit, so... Yeah, I, you're a, not real. Yeah. So... I feel like, a, uh, you know, that's a, a really special privileged place to be that we should acknowledge that we're able to save money in this because there's so many people who who have no money in this right now. Yes, right? 100%. So uh, props um, to those people for staying alive. I know it's hard out there. Um, just, you know, fight on, wash your hands. It's hard. 100% like I, I'm friends with several – I shouldn't say – I shouldn't say friends. Like we're not like – we're not like you and I or the D&D group, but there are people that I see regularly and that I actually talk with outside of their normal jobs. I'm friends with plenty of bartenders because I, yeah. you know, drink a lot. And, uh, and you know, they're, a lot of them aren't necessarily, you know, dying or struggling or having major issues, but... If this keeps going for months and months and months, they will get to there. Yeah, so um, props to all the people who are managing to survive in this 100%. when your life's a little bit harder than normal. I, wish I will come out and find you as soon as I can. Yeah, when social distancing is over, let's get ripped. When I'm done George Thorogooding this shit, we're going to fucking do this right. So, uh, if you haven't been listening to the last couple episodes, we were doing our series on the core races. Yes. And we're going to wrap that up today. And we had one special one. The yes, to even the numbers out. Goliath? A Goliath, yes. I believe yes. it's pronounced Joe, the soft G. Yes, yes. Imagine yes. that's what it was. <laughs> What's up, Goliath? A Goliath, yes. Uh, so what we have remaining today is a uh, human and a half-elf. 
the the super common ones. Yeah, I would say arguably the most common human, and um, up, up up there, up there in the most common is the half elf. See, now you say the most common, and I don't dispute what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but in my experience playing the game, PCs are never human so unless the they're common, forced to be. Most common in the in the D and D world. But yes, but yes. Okay. Over fifty percent of your NPCs are humans. Well, hold on. Guaranteed. Do you want to do humans first, or do you want to randomly to do determine? I think humans should be last. I, you want me to roll a one d two? I can. I, I want humans last. I All think right. that they okay, deserve then, then stop a little bit more time thing. because they, you know. And let's chat. Let's chit chat about your favorite race. About you, I, the half. I do. I do very much love them half elves. You are a half elf in real life. I, that is fair. Uh, first, when when I was first introduced to this game. Y'all told me, you know, just be something that you identify with, that you feel comfortable playing. Was that a pun? And was that a play on words? Identify? No, no. Identify? No, identify? identify? Maybe, a little. But, uh, but it was the half-elf. A, a, a gregarious, fun, just life-loving creature. You and picked I, a half-elf? Yeah, I was, I was drawn to it. That's it. Fun fact: Till is half human. Yeah, you say that like it matters. I don't think it does. It matters to me. Yeah, but like statistically, right? We've talked about half races. It, they don't. Not, they don't. Get okay, it. so not in the core rulebook, but there are actually special rules for half drow in D and D canon. Did so. you pick drow because of our our long time at the time associate? Um, Yes, yes and no. Yes and no. Oh, what, uh, was his fake, what was his fake name? Uh, With an A. It had an A, didn't it? Oh, fuck me. It's been so long. Till, Rukin, and... Uh, 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 oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel bad for this. Um, that's fine. That's I keep fine. wanting to say Alucard, but it's not Alucard. No, that's not Alucard. It's... um. A- Alacrist. Alacrist, yes. Yes. He was. He was obsessed with... Yes, he very much was. He, he, on multiple occasions, in high school, in public, would go at for Halloween as a drow, which Oof. Oof. probably, to some people, might be offensive if you don't know That's what's going on. Yeah. Because to some people, it just looks like blackface. Yes. It would so, be, really. It, it kind of would be. But, you know, obviously he had to explain it, and he's, he's yeah. super, you know... He's a he's very chill. He's, yeah. He's fine. he's a chill guy. He's he's not like that. He's just a little naive, I think. But but yes, uh, there were multiple times that Al- Alacrist came to play, and everyone was kind of worried at that point. So a half elf, um, I like the section of the very beginning of the half elf description, in that like it's like the very very second paragraph I think is that to humans half elves look like elves, and to elves they look like humans. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't. They're not one or the other. They don't really belong in one or the other. They, they're, they're bastard children, right? Not to get political or real world up in this Shut up, we're playing fantasy a game. piece. Exactly, we're playing a game. I think a lot of people deal with this kind of situation where you are half of one race, half of another, but no one really identifies you as either. Um, and so I feel like half-elves really, a lot of people can identify with them in a real world sense. You think so? Yeah. Huh. 
I, I feel yeah, like as, aside from humans, which obviously we all are, I feel like they're the next closest thing that people could really say, you know what? I see myself in this kind of fantasy race. It is a very um, like strange conversation to have, right? We're talking about D&D races, and they're they're more like species, right? They're not... Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not sub races of a human being in the way that races in the our world are understood, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, are there you know, there's there's wood elves and there's high elves. That's kind of more the way that races break down in in reality. Um, and they don't they have? I mean, there's a variant human. Yes, um, yeah, but just... half elves, like you talk about being a half draft, doesn't matter statistically for the game uh, in the core rulebook. It doesn't matter. You're a you're a half elf. You're you're a half some kind of elf. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, you get a little bit of ability, but not nearly what the elf gets. Yes. And it's more versatile. More versatile, more short-lived. Half-elves don't live as long as elves yeah, do. How long do they live? Where's that age? Uh, it says 180 years is a good length. You know, So obviously, they're outliving all their human friends, but all of their elven friends are like, huh, 180, I just hit my you know drinking age in elven world. Wouldn't that be like arguably the most depressing um, um, age range? Because if you're an elf, right? Yeah. There's all these other elves living as long as you are. You're a human. Everybody's a human. You're half yeah. elf. You you age at the same rate as a human. So you grow up with a bunch of kids who might be mm-hmm. humans, mm-hmm. and you all reach adulthood, and they all die. At, you know, at fifty, sixty, whatever, and you're not even halfway through your life. What are you gonna do? Start again? Like making new friends? Yeah. I feel like every decade, half-elves just make new friends. And the elves, you outpace them. They're still children, and they're going to outlive you. They, you, know, you. You don't get to be friends with them. They're all, they're all like at your 170th birthday laughing about how you're you know, probably not long for this world, sending you cards that have like yeah. the Grim Reaper on them and shit. It's like when you're you – know, right now in life, if you're one of those people who's all your friends, they went, went and got married and had babies, and you're sitting there like, I'm not going to do that. Now I need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> and this, these half elves are saying like, "Well, all my human friends are dead. I, I got to make new human friends somehow." But it would be kind of weird, right? If you're you're an elf in your fifties and sixties, which is like a uh, you know not even middle aged, a half elf rather, and you go start trying to talk to like humans who are in their thirties, like you don't you don't wouldn't you wouldn't have anything in common with them. But the best example that I can think of is that GIF of Steve Buscemi. Yes, of course. Dressed up as a kid walking to high school. Hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellow youths. Um, yes, yeah, whatever exactly. he says. So I, I really think that's that's kind of an interesting thing for half elves is when they when they talk about their they're of two worlds but they don't really belong in either of them. There's a there's a practical part to that of numbers of age. You know, you often see a, a party of PCs where somebody's a half elf who's a hundred years old, somebody's a human who's like twenty one. It's like how how in the how did you get to know each other? I would love that to be brought up more often. It's brought up all the time, but no one answers the question. Like, like, no, but between all of the races, like, there's a lot of times, even, you know, if there's two humans in the party, one will be 25 and one will be 45, why are you two hanging out together? What right. the fuck happened? Where, how? Or like the, you know, when a goblin is seven. Yeah. <laughs> and, and an adult. And it's like, yeah, okay, you're, you are an adult. But how did humans... How? You're a fifteen year old dragonborn, you're an adult. Right, you look at the you look at you know, the quintessential party, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, Aragorn's eighty seven, Legolas is like two hundred and something, I feel like. It, you know, that the Frodo is supposed to be in his forties. 
but they had incredibly, incredibly specific circumstances that yes. put them all together yes. right, to make their party. So where, where is that thing for half-elves? Um, anyways, they they do get some decent statistical stuff. Honestly, they get some of the best. Um, I don't think... I'm trying to think. There's what? Uh, aside from them, the Tritons get bonuses to three different attributes. And yeah. I think... Shifters? No. Changelings can yeah. if they choose to, or they can dump it all into the same stuff. And then obviously human beings get one. And human everything. beings get plus one to everything. But half elves get plus two charisma, plus one to two other scores of their choice. Yeah. That gives you a lot of versatility. It does, but it's specific in that it's not like the changeling because it says two other ability scores increase yes. by one. It's not one score you can increase by, by one three. by one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you have to do charisma and two other things. You can't and tritons get plus one strength, charisma, con, and charisma. Um, charisma. Yeah, yeah, which is the best for a paladin. For a pa- absolutely, uh, a trained paladin is the way to go. But so uh, that half elf plus four for a half elf. But yeah, the, aside from humans who get plus six, basic humans get plus six, and mountain dwarves which get plus four. Half elves that plus four boost is money. Yeah, because when you roll your stats, you can you can lay out some odd numbers in some places you wouldn't otherwise lay them out. Or if you do point by or standard array, yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you we, we those odd numbers are the worst. Let's be honest, everybody. When you when you're laying out your scores, you're like, oh, I'm gonna put, you know, sixteen in a con, you know, seventeen in a strength, because when I get a ability score, I'll increase that by one, and you end up with like, you know, your dex is thirteen. You're really never going to want to put the point in decks at some point, but that odd number really gets you. So being a half-elf, getting that extra one is really nice. Yes. Being able to just put it somewhere to like round it out for an extra modifier boost. In any kind of point by your standard array, that plus one is great, because then you can take a score that you would maybe normally put a 14 into and just put a 13 into, yes. save the points. Especially because at point by, it costs more as you get higher. So yes. that's, that's, this yeah. is value. Half-elf yes. are value. Basically. 100%. The value, the versatility, but... In a campaign where your DM is doing the work, they are difficult to play. Right. In theory, they're supposed to be, like, treated strangely. They are outsiders no matter where they are. Yes. They may be accepted. People may look at them and say, eh, that's fine. But at no at no point and in no place in a campaign are they the common thing. Uh, I guess that's probably true unless you somehow have a society of half elves if you yeah okay if you found the half elf city that exists for some reason that's not the human city or the elven city that's existed for hundreds of years yes then fair enough in my world obviously half elves are sterile like mules but in other people's where half elves might breed i think you might expect given enough time to find a half elf city yeah yeah. Or just like an enclave somewhere, because they they do like wandering. They like being by themselves in terms of like um, other races and stuff. So maybe in, just to speak about the technical part of you know trying to grow up with humans, maybe it's just easier if you all like you know what let's go establish a a a, a hippie enclave for half elves. Are there any alignments that half elves lean towards more than others? They are elves, so chaos, my friend. Chaos. But, you know, are they human? Are they more neutral in their way of going about things? Are they more good? Because, you know, elves and humans may tend towards good if they are so inclined and raised. No, I think that's the best part about a halfling, or a half-elf, not a halfling. They they value personal freedom, which could manifest either way, right? 
it could mm-hmm. be a an evil half elf who's like, no, you're not. The man's not gonna keep me down, and you really gotta. You're fighting everyone just for the sake of being aggressive. Or kind of good, where you're like trying to help your better man, and and the the society's just not for you, and you could do good outside. I think that's the the key part of a half elf is they can be a lot of different things. Yes, yes, they absolutely can. Um, my favorite thing, obviously, they get dark vision. Yes, I was just gonna say, what makes them superior to other they, races? Superior to humans, halflings, tritons, uh, tritons. They get dark vision. Um, skill versatility, I think, is actually a great ability of theirs. They it get is. overlooked. I think it's under, or yeah, underappreciated, overlooked. Yes, uh, skill proficiency and two skills of your choice. It can be anything. So whereas classes could be a boat, could be, a boat. Could be you know. Maybe something that helps you steer a boat. I don't know. But whereas classes limit you in the skills and background, no matter what you want to do, when you were growing up as a half-elf, you loved this. So a a half-elf rogue with certain background could be proficient in so many skills. So many Bards also. So many skills. Yeah, bards as well. There's so many skills. Unbelievable amount you- of skills. You're, you're a true jack-of-all-trades. You could be proficient in six or seven or eight skills. And they are the only race that starts with three languages, to the best of my knowledge. Really? Common, elven, and one of your choice. Really? Yes. Halflings, Huh. That's neat. So, obviously, you can get take, like... And then if, like, a half-elf sorcerer took the sage background, bam, they get two more right there. You're starting at level one with five languages known. Like, that's pretty impressive. So they, they have a section in the player's, dam- <clears throat> player's handbook that calls diplomats or wanderers, right? That's definitely mm-hmm. the diplomat. You're a half-elf. Nobody likes you, but people don't really hate you, but you speak five languages, and you're incredibly charismatic, and you're here for the common good. Like, people are going to bring that guy in, half-elf named whatever, because you know what? He can he can translate for us. He's a great intermediary. The neutral He's neutral party. Side. He's a neutral party. Chaotic neutral, half-elf you know, diplomat. I'm interested in what I can do to advance life and prosperity yeah. for all and freedom for all. Right. And I think uh, I would like to think that democracy would probably be a half elf trait. Oh, they like that. Oh my God. You know, if everyone freedom. was a half elf in the society, we'd all be happy as shit. We, obviously right. in your world, we'd all be dead in a hundred years, but. Dead. Um, well, they, they, I think the last technical thing is that they, they do sleep. They do. They do not translate their elven ancestors. They sleep like their human ancestors. But they, but magic can't put you to sleep. Interesting thing there. I don't really understand it. You have advantage on saves against being charmed. You still sleep like a normal person. Yeah, you still sleep, but I can't magically put you to sleep. Like why? Why is that the yeah. line? Right? Yeah, yeah, draw the line somewhere. And why isn't that advantage against being put to sleep? It is there. It's strange. All right. So what's our best half elves? Oh my god, I mean, again, with the versatility, they are great at anything. You can make a good half-elf anything. Best scenario, though, is going to be sorcerer, warlock, bard. Bard. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of charisma Paladin, you can make a great half-elf paladin. Um, Especially if you're making a paladin based off of their auras, then half-elf's the way to go. Why? Oh, because the bonus, bonus the charisma, charisma bonus, bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's ex- exceptionally. There's no class that they are that's just bad. Um, but I would the say plus two in charisma know, lens, barbarian just... is unusual. Yes. yes. Um. Obviously, any kind of 
elven, obviously you are half elf. Things that elves typically are not are going to be abnormal. That barbarian, uh, heavy plated fighter, anything like that is going to be. And even a cleric, even a cleric isn't necessarily up your main road. It will here. be an exceptional thing to see those. But again, they yeah. can do anything. But I do think actually clerics the perfect class for that that half elf diplomat we're talking about, right? He's he's interested in healing people. He's got the heavy armor so he can defend himself if necessary, and he's neutral. Yeah. He's See, like a, I feel like that's more of the half elf you know. paladin, like the oath, oath of redemption. Depends oath on the of oath, ancients, I guess, maybe, yeah. yeah. Or like a half elf monk. Yeah, a monk who's just all well, that would be a lawful half elf. Just true peace. Uh, yeah, maybe like a lawful neutral half elf monk. But yeah, even things like a half elf monk or half elf rogue, they they fit in terms of like the flavor and the nimbleness of elves, right? Um, and with the rogue, the charisma comes into play with your skills. It's not super and relevant. And with the rogue, monk, you get the greediness of humans. Out. Yes. So really, maybe whatever side of your your lineage you lean into might influence your and character class. And that could be an excellent way to approach the roleplay. Decide that right. I'm going to be a half-elf rogue. I'm going to be a rogue because I lean into that human heritage more. Like, I appreciate the elven parts I get, but being a human is the bomb diggity, so. And I got dark vision, so yeah. it's fantastic. For, yeah. Um, all right, final thoughts about half-elves. They're the best. Period. They're okay. They're the best. They're okay. They can. They. The next class we talk about is the only class that can do race. any. Yeah, yeah. Best race that can do anything. And when we come back, we so, will wrap up with Human. Who can do anything? We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We were just saying we are humans, so this should be easy. This should be easy to talk about. Yeah, right, like variety in all things. Not only are we humans, so we can discuss the actual aspect of being a human, whereas with other races, you know, we don't really understand what they go through on a regular basis. Yeah. But we also played the game long enough to understand the technical aspects of being a human. So what do you think... um, you, you, you mentioned this briefly in the first section, in the first segment, that despite humans being the most common race in the in the world you're playing in, they're seldom the most common player race. Yeah. What about being a human makes it so unappealing? I, I can answer that very easily. I play a game to be something or someone different. I am a human. I don't need to play a game to be a human. To me, that sounds boring. But don't you think you could play... A different kind of human? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like a successful human? Wait, wait, a human wait, wait, who wait, wait. enjoys their job and gets eight hours sleep? If I wanted to be a different human, I would fucking go get a personal trainer, go to the gym, and become a actual fighter. Like, I could fucking go into the UFC or some shit if I wanted to do that. It's a little late for that. It's not a little late. It's never too late. It's not too late. late! Anyway. It's never too late. But the point is that anything that a human character is capable of i am capable of i want to think outside that box that's just false it's not yeah because you're a 30 year old you're more than 30 i'm about 30 we're we've reached we're past our formative years like learning a new language really is almost at this point almost beyond us but doable but the point is it's all learning a skill it's i think that's i think I, i get what you're saying but i disagree Okay, that's fine. 
I think the point is, the reason that no one, not no one, the reason that fewer people are human is because we play games to escape reality, not to relive or reevaluate reality. I'm going to have to be a human the next time I get to be a player. Go ahead. You'll be bored as make hell. It, I'll make it work. Why would I be bored? You'll be bored. I guarantee it. Why, what, what part about, and this, is, this leads into the human question, what's the aspect of being a different race that really, really makes it less boring? Does your like sure your 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 abilities are different, but is there actually something specific that's happening? It's a different mindset altogether. Is it? One hundred percent. Is it? It is. Really? Yes. If I'm a drow, I can speak with an Australian accent. Okay, (laughs) things are different then. You could be an Australian human. No, I can't. Those people are weird. They are. They're very strange. Shout out to people in Australia. I'm glad things are less on fire than they used to be. Yeah. Um, I do like a little side note in the human section that says they're everybody's second best friend. 100%. Because you get along with everybody uh, because they're everywhere, but humans are all flawed and we're all, we die quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no reason to make us your best friends. Nope. I think that's but true we're for there. just general society. What, what, not having best friends? <laughs> we all, just gonna we all die, die quickly, yeah. They're just going to die. What do I care? They're dead. Um, I mean, there's a lot. This is what I'm talking about in the uh, the race, actual, like, the way we use races in, in the real world, not D&D. They have a section mm-hmm. that breaks down different parts of um, Faerun, I think. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, like Sword Coast, yep. um, all that stuff that has, here's a different kind of human being. And here's some different names. It's like, and they might have uh, tan skin. Their hair's this color. Their eyes this color. Their normal build. They're short. They're tall. They're they're sharp jawed. Like they do mention that in here, which is good. The but I don't understand why we didn't see more of that for other races if we're gonna do it for humans. Is it just because we're everywhere? No, I think they do that because we as players need to see that. Like we we already assume that. All of these elves and half-elves and gnomes and dwarves come from these fantastical places, but we need it written out in black and white that these humans are different than real-world humans. Is it problematic to be a human being of a different, like, analog race than you are in reality? No. No? I don't think so. You don't think so? If I'm a drow, is that off-putting? Is that wrong? Well, in my world, drow aren't just black-skinned, so I'd say That's no. fine, but I'm saying that if I'm, I'm fine. I'm a dragonborn. I'm a red dragonborn. Is that right. wrong? Right. You're, you're already you're removed from the human aspect, but if I'm a human, and I me, I'm average height white guy, right? Yeah. I have brown hair and blue eyes, and I choose, you know what? I'm going to be this human that's native to the southern shore of the inner sea, we're tall, muscular, with dark mahogany skin, curly black hair, and dark eyes. I'm I'm playing, you know, is, is that role-playing blackface, or is it not an issue? Um, I think if you approach it with the respect and understanding that this is a RPG, that this is not an actual representation of any particular race, I think it's not offensive. I don't think it's wrong. You're not doing it to tokenize the race. You're doing it for for a story. Yeah. Okay, I feel that. Um, all right, so... I think uh, the, the one thing I want to get back to, though, the reason that 
I think that a lot of humans are seen as NPCs um, or bigger story characters that you'll see, like those really big, you know, villains and such. The thing that makes humans so common in any kind of fantasy world is this idea that we all have this grand ambition. Due to our short lives, we are trying to do all these things before we die. Um, and I feel like that's something that doesn't translate necessarily into PCs. Hmm. Like, a person that's just playing the game doesn't necessarily have these ideas that I am making this human character, I'm making this human wizard, and their goal is to invent this before they die, to create this spell. Yeah. And I feel like if you saw more of that, and you had more of that ingenuity and that ambition, you would see more human PCs. Well, it, it the opposite is true, though, where it lends to human rogues and human barbarians and human paladins and people who have, might have a short-sighted goal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I'm just here to live my life, man. I'm going to go reckless and hit some shit. I'm going to steal some shit. Uh, I'm going to, you know, spread my faith and my belief. You know, I'm going to punch some criminals in the face. You see, know, the... and I think the other problem with that is that what you're describing are extremes, and it's hard to have somebody that is an extreme anything, extreme good, extreme evil, extreme law, extreme chaos, in a party of people. Agreed. Which is why, you know, being that, like, a rogue can be so problematic. So but problematic. I think a human, humans lend themselves to that. Humans lend themselves to anything. Well, let's let's, let's talk get into the real statistics, yeah. yeah. Their ability scores increase each by one. Variant human, we can talk about briefly. Um, I feel like a lot. I feel like only certain builds lend themselves to be variant humans. Yeah. Um, typically, fighters or very specialized mages would lend themselves to be a variant human that gets plus one to only two statistics. That's that's a sharp drop off. Pretty much. Yeah, but it, any other race and sub race gets plus three or more. That's for a reason, though. You get the extra feet, you get extra skill. You get it. Really, it's the feet, right? It that's, is one hundred percent feet. Thing. So this is the the quintessential question: What's better, six ability scores or two and a feet? And that entirely depends on your build. Yes. If you are going to start out as a paladin or fighter with heavy armor, and you want to get heavy armor master at first level, that could be game changing. Or sharpshooter. Sharpshooter at first level as an archer, yeah, hundred percent. Or you know anything, anything like that. Shield that sets master you up for success, yeah. Anything like that is is huge with that extra feat. Yeah. Hunt, so totally I think you know we talk about human nobody's humans. There's a huge draw to being a variant human, and it's it's a almost comically common thing to be a variant human when making a min maxed combat focused. I've got a goal. I'm going to stick to it. Character. Mm-hmm. But if you're not that variant human, you get you're, plus you're one to everything. Plus one to everything is good. Especially if you're using point buy or standard array. Because yeah, there's a I lot of odds. Standard array, but. No, but there are a lot of odds in that situation. There's a 15, a 13, an 11, a 9, you know, all these things. So having those plus ones to everything definitely balance out a lot of things. And it lends to classes that spread out their their abilities more. What right? class do you think spreads it out the most? Um, a paladin or 
a monk. I was going to say monk. Yeah, because the dex and the wisdom. Dex, wisdom, and con. Con, which is the same thing as a paladin. I, I, well, a paladin, you want con and either strength or dex and charisma. Yes. So it's similar. Yeah. An argument can be made that you want strength and dex. The reason that I would disagree is that a monk's saves are strength dex, not dex wisdom like they should be. So, you actually do probably want some strength as a monk. Yeah, but no one's going to do that. No one's going to no one's going to get strength. No one's going to put strength. I at least get it to 10. Yeah, you don't want a penalty. I feel that. But like just because you have the saving throw doesn't mean you have to put points in it. I don't think anybody's going to do that. But humans make for good monks. They make for good paladins. They make for good things that are diverse. See, that's the thing. I don't think they make for good anything. I think they make for Better than average, average everything. Yes, that's that checks out. I can. I'm looking outside at the world. That checks out. Yes, that's human. Like, there's no exceptionality to any human until. I know. Level if you just look at the rest 12. of this stuff, it's like humans tend towards no alignment. They vary in height and build. They're just they're whatever. They're somewhere they're between whatever. five and six foot, maybe bigger, maybe smaller. They yeah. weigh anywhere between eighty and two hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> I gotta tell you, side note, somebody on Reddit was asking, like, can I make gnomes smaller? They wanted, like, pixie-sized gnomes, and I was like, well, you know, no, uh, but if you want a bigger one, you should look at a deep gnome. It's insane, and this person wasn't shocked at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, weren't, they weren't bothered by the, size the absolute of a deep gnome? fucking units that are deep gnomes. The thick boys and girls of the I, deep gnome I was race. Like, how are, how are you not how are you not blown away by this? Whatever, I, I think I'm easily blown away. I don't think they understand how a BMI scale works. I know. I replied like, "You don't wait. What? You don't? You're not bothered by the impossible BMI?" And they just didn't get back to me. So, <laughs> um, they get common and one extra language of their choice. Again, it's just whatever you want. Yeah. What What did you grow up learning? Maybe you were taught by an elvish teacher. Maybe your parents were miners that hung out with dwarves all the time. Common and undercommon. Well, then your parents were not good people. <laughs> no, probably not, right? I think, and again, even with like backgrounds and stuff, humans could be any background. Common and deep speech, your parents were cultists. Ooh, that's interesting. You were born as a sacrifice, but they felt too bad about sacrificing you, so they let you go on your 13th birthday. Interesting. Because they were going to sacrifice you on your 13th birthday? Yes. Is that a Sabrina the Teenage Witch reference? No, that's not. I think she Wasn't was 16. 13? Oh, 16, because teenagers. Do you think people who write shows about teenagers feel weird writing pseudo-sex scenes using those fake teenagers, even though the actors are adults? Not at all. I think they enjoy it. Because it always kind of bothers me. That's because you're a normal person. Like, you know, there's so many there's so many shows on Netflix now about, like, high school romance whatever mm-hmm. and there's almost always sex or the awkward sex. sex scenes yes like you, you think about the show 13 reason 13 reasons why did you watch that show never watched it first season was decent don't watch anything after that anyways high schoolers they're all high schoolers great the main storyline is about this girl who kills herself effectively because of the fallout of her being raped fucking spoilers i'm like well, it's not really a spoiler and it's like we're just gonna we're just gonna write and show it write and show rape scenes of high schoolers in this show 
like, oh, you, you're okay writing that. You, as a screenwriter working for a company, were okay writing that. Did I get paid and, to do it? And I got paid to, yeah. They exactly. Did it, and people, yeah, it's insane. It's people insane. And that's why, for that's, money. Why, and that's why people aren't humans in D&D, everybody. And, but that's that's a good example of why humans in D in D and D are so prevalent or prevalent, as some people say, which I those hate. people are wrong. Yes, the humans will do anything to advance themselves, their families, and their ideals. They make good NPCs. They make great NPCs. Yeah, let's be honest. Like I've, when you fill out your world, all the background NPCs are humans, and the exceptional ones. Are not the world that I'm working on right now. Give me a sec to pull it up. You're going to say the world is a vampire. No, I would never say that. I don't like that. Really? No, I, I hate smashing pumpkins. Is that bullet with butterfly wings? Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, the world that I have set up, I have been broken down between common, uncommon, rare, legendary, and monstrous races. The common races are human, elf, half elf, halfling, and that makes up seventy percent of the world. Why didn't you make it 69%? Because I'm not like that, damn it. I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> but the point is that of that 70%, probably 40% are humans. Easily. 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 So, you know, 40% of your world is always going to be humans because they're very easy to plug and play. Wherever you put them, you know, no one will say, works. that's weird. Why is that there? No one yeah, suspects. unless you are specifically in somewhere where they're not supposed to be, like the Underdark or our the Elemental Plane of Fire, right? Yeah. But no one ever says, oh, there's a human innkeep. That's weird. We That's should suspect weird. them of doing things, which make human great villains because nobody suspects them of anything. Yeah, we should really try to utilize that more. It's like, what would be an unexpected role or place for a human to be? The Dwarven City Underground, if there's a human there, there's some shit going down right now. Yeah, that would really flip it on its head, right? You'd be like, okay, guys, you're in this, this ancient underground Dwarven City and blah, 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 and there's the innkeep, a human. They'd be like, the fuck? And they would be absolutely obsessed with why is this human here? They the should be ever. absolutely obsessed. Will they be? That depends on the party. First, yeah, it would be the first time ever. Like, you know, everybody goes through their lives, okay, fine, it's human, whatever. And you throw this human at them in this weird place. They'd be like, oh, really? Really interesting. That's strange. Um, but, you What's know, this? I, I did want to. What's this? I did want to counter that um, I feel like Human Fighter is a pretty common player character from our original point. Isn't that statistically like a really common player Um, I haven't pulled up the statistics in a while, but I do have them from a while back. Let me see when I pulled these up. Gotta find them. Gotta. Um, oh, these are feats. Uh, let's see. Feats, skills. I'm looking at 538 stats from two what years do you got? ago. What do you got? Um, the most common race class combination is a human fighter. Well, I'm sorry for those people. They Followed live, by they live boring a elf lives. ranger. Okay, at least they're stupid, but at least they're interesting. And then beyond that, looks like an elf wizard. Okay, those people make sense. Yeah, so I think a human fighter is the is the most the most common um, thing. It's actually a humans are the most common race across the board for any class except for ranger. Oh, ranger and druid actually. Weird. If you want, if anyone wants to see this, it's from two just over two years ago. It's um five thirty eight dot com dot com. Is your D and D character rare? 
Interesting. Um, I know that D&D Beyond puts on out those stats pretty regularly. Um, I'll have to look at the most recent ones. I know they just put it out recently. I can't find it on my phone, but... um, All right. Um, That doesn't doesn't not make sense to me, though. No. Because I feel like anyone that's just starting this game picks something easy. And there's nothing easier than Human Fighter. There's 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 a difference in the in the conversation, right? Okay, I'm looking specifically at fighter. Human fighters are the most common fighter. But if I counterpoint that with human versus non-human, not just human versus elf or human versus half elf, there's a dramatic majority non-human versus. Well, yeah. Human. I mean, what's what's the percentage? Like twenty five percent. I would have to do some math if I. But if I did it really quick, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. It's easily. 10,000 to 4,000 like it's 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 a much a multiple mm-hmm. fold more common to not be a human than a human but if I'm doing it by individual breakdown of race then humans the most common okay um, dwarf fighter being right behind that in terms of just dwarf fighter makes all sense in the world all right people that finishes our racial journey our D&D races we've been there to you know there and back there and back a again. hobbit tail by dildo swaggins Oh, Saggins? Oh, okay. That's the name of the character in Lord of the G-Strings, so... Ah, yes, of course. Um, I don't... I think we might have learned something. I don't know. We didn't solve anything, that's for sure. Uh, make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. Definitely rate the show, please. It helps other people find it. It's not It's not even if you... It's not for you. It's not for us. It's for other people. Follow we us get on Twitter. nothing out of this. Legitimately. This literally only costs us <laughs> time and money. This is for yes. other people to hopefully enjoy. It's true. It's only been a net money sink at this point. Yes. Um, follow us on Twitter at RWD Podcast and feel free to send us topics you want to hear about or your D&D rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, provided the Rona doesn't get us, we will see you next time. Till then. Thank you.